Welcome to Joy Sounds, music you need to know, presenting the brightest emerging and breaking artists. This podcast is about who's next and who you will want to follow. And who knows, you might discover your next favorite artist. Here's your host, Chris Sampson. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Joy Sounds, music you need to know. On today's episode, we welcome Atlanta-based, Grammy-nominated producer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, and entrepreneur, Terrell Sass. Terrell talks about how he got involved with Maya's Smooth Jones album, which went on to get a Grammy nomination in 2016. In addition to his drumming, songwriting, and producing, Terrell talks about his apparel line and the cartoon that he has in development. Terrell always has something going on in what he calls expand the brand. During the show, Terrell plays drums live from the Joy Sound Studio on three songs that he co-wrote and produced. He plays The Edge, Raindrops, and What I'll Do. So it's my pleasure to introduce you to Terrell Sass. And he'll get things started by performing The Edge on Joy Sounds.
Yes, and that was Terrell Sass performing The Edge here in Joy Sound Studio. And it is my pleasure to welcome from Atlanta, Terrell Sass. Welcome, man. Thank you. I'm honored to be here. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you here. So thanks for coming in. Man, I love that song. You can hear the, the tradition and the legacy, yet at the same time, it's sounding really new. Wow. A friend of mine, Darnell Levine, a songwriter out of Nashville, uh-huh. sent me an acapella of that pretty much with a scratch guitar track. And I said, what is this? He said, it's a concept. And as soon as I heard that, I said, man, I could turn this into a retro but new type of song. And, you know, the first thing I did was lay down my drum track because I already heard it. Yeah, right. Then I went back and laid the piano, then the organ, referenced the bass. Yeah. Had my guy, LaMarcus Jefferson, play the bass on it. Carlos Garcia, who co-wrote it, did the guitars, and the rest is history. Man, it came together beautifully. And I love you put in the signature Motown drum fill at the beginning. I mean, there's there's a lot of nods to this musical tradition. And it makes me wonder, what what is your musical upbringing, that you have this kind of depth and understanding of these styles? Wow. Well, I was born into a military family. Okay. My dad was a Marine, so I was born in Beaufort. From there, I moved to Harris Island. From there to North Carolina, three places in North Carolina, to Georgia, to Memphis. Oh, man. So that that military kid upbringing, you're all over the place. Virginia, D.C., you know. Yeah. And so it's everywhere I went, there was a different thing going on. In the D.C., it was the go-go. In Memphis, it was the blues. You know, in South Carolina, it was whatever it was, but it's, you know, just all those styles influenced me. Oh, I see. And of course, Motown, that's my favorite era of music. Yeah. Point blank, period. Because me being a multi-instrumentalist, all you hear is instrument, you know, instruments. Yeah. Yeah. So that, composition, great instrumental performances, that's my favorite era of music. Yeah, yeah. And the Funk Brothers, my guess is just, it's in your blood. It's in your DNA, right? It is. Yeah. Welcome to LA. Tell me a little bit about um, uh, the Atlanta music scene. It's something that I've been very interested in. Oh, Atlanta is booming. It's it's definitely the center of urban music culture. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, like, Atlanta's been running urban music for at least the last 15 years, right. 15, 20 years. All the labels have something there now. Right. Like I said, all the rappers are from there pretty much. Yeah. You know, so it's 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 booming. It's definitely the place to come, especially if you're on the urban side of things. Right, right. Like It's, it's really exciting, yeah. Everything you need will be there. What's interesting is you and I were talking before, and you were the one who told me that instead of your programming chops and instead of your production chops uh, being up front, it was actually your playing that gets you in the door, right? So does that make you stand out a bit? Is is that you are a player? Definitely. Definitely. In my sound, even in some of my rap stuff, it, it has elements of liveness. It may be that live yeah. feel, that real B3 organ, not yeah. the one in Logic. You know, real horns. You know, I worked on some music with Rick Ross. Did a song called Here I Am. Uh-huh. Worked on it with Drummer Boy. It's a, a live band. Everybody heard it and was like, why does this song sound so different? It's something. <laughs> you know. There's human beings involved, right? <laughs> it was a live take straight down. And it was drums, piano, guitar, and bass. Oh, I love that. So you got you got all the basic tracks, everybody playing at the same time. 
And you can hear that chemistry, can't you? You can, you can. Nothing beats, you know, a band that records together. Yeah, and I love that because you're clearly setting yourself apart in that Atlanta urban scene by what you bring live, right? Exactly. Yeah. Do you think that that's what contributed to you getting recognized for your Grammy nomination? Which, by the way, congratulations. Thank you very much. That's awesome. Uh, Remind me, what year did you get a Grammy nomination? We got nominated in 2016. All right. Um, Worked on a song with Maya called One Man Woman. It was a live record. Our funny thing is, back to the timeless thing you mentioned. Yeah. I actually made that track in 2007. Okay. And I was sitting on it, and someone that works with her was in Atlanta. And they said, just give me some of your tracks because I'm around people. So I gave him that track with some other ones. And then fast forward to 2014, he said, Maya recorded a great song to that. I don't know what what's going to happen with it, but it's a great song. And then fast forward the album Smooth Jones came out, and the song ended up being on the album. So it and it came out twenty sixteen. We got the nomination. That's beautiful, and I love that the, the song has a life after nine years. Exactly, Man. and and I I like to take a page out of Dr. Dre's book. He yeah. has a reputation for being hard on his writer, saying, "Don't timestamp this record. Don't yes. say sitting yes. in, sitting in my my two thousand twelve Civic or whatever." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep everything. And so with me, I know a piano will never be out of style, a guitar, a bass. Drums will never go out of style regardless. Yeah, yeah. So and I, I think that's why Adele, she's going to do what she wants as long as she wants because none of her music has that, oh, that's that sound that yep. everybody was using. You, you can't say that with Adele. Give us a sense of the range of the artists that you get to work with as a producer and how do those partnerships come about? Um, it's not one set way. Um. I was fortunate to produce a song for the legendary Miss Jennifer Holiday. Yeah. A big ballad for her. I met her playing drums for her in a studio session. Her drummer ended up getting sick. Okay. Couldn't make it. I was learning the song while the engineer was playing it, testing the levels. Because I came in late because they found out he couldn't make it. Uh-huh. So I had to literally listen to it and like catch it. Like it's put up or shut up. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it ended up going great. And she was like, you sound amazing. And I said, Miss Holiday, I have some music for you. And she looked at me like, okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm so, I'm younger than her, like few generations uh, younger. So I think it was like, okay. And well, also you're in the session that you, you know, you're probably seeing, okay, all right, you're the drummer. Get this, you know, you, that's what you do. So my, that's, that's a big ask right there. Exactly. Then I, so I went home. First thing I did, send it to her. I didn't hear anything. And then maybe six months later, I get an email from her, and I'm I'm like, wow, wow. She said, Terrell, I just listened to your song. I love it, and more importantly, I could hear me singing on it. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> and it was a learning experience, you know. She, she her ear is her outside of her voice. Her ear is phenomenal. So, yeah. So yeah. I just thought we were gonna go in there, and I worked on it with my brother David Farmer. I thought we were gonna go in there, all right? Record, da da da. She said, all right, first of all, we need to slow it down. We need to move it up a whole step. People like to hear my ballads in F. We need to do this and this. And I was like, okay, she's- it's game time. She's not guessing. She knows- she Knows exactly what she wants. And I was like, okay. You know, because a lot of the younger artists are just like, send me the beat. I'm going to do what I want to do with it. And I'm going to send it back to you. Okay. You know? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. 
and and that kind of ventures in the the beat maker side versus the producer side. But, right, right. But she that happened. You know, we worked out what we want. Went to Nashville, recorded the live strings with the Nashville string machine and the horns. Ended up coming out phenomenal. Beautiful. So in that case, my drumming led to that. When we play our instruments, obviously we're there because they can't do it. So that's the one thing they see you do that makes them say, okay, wow. Mm -hmm. Versus some random off the street like, hey, you have a little bit more credibility because they say, oh, wow, you're really talented. And in my chess move, I learned to downplay that. And say, well, look, I really don't play much anymore because I'm too busy producing. <laughs> and they're like, okay, you play like that, but you don't play much. I need to hear what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I thought you would never ask. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> you bam. just set them up. <laughs> set them up. It's a chess move. I love that. So today we're hearing like a hybrid of live performance and tracks that you produce, which is great because we get to hear really the best of both worlds of your work. This next song I'm going to have you play is one of my favorites, particularly being a Los Angeles resident here. This is Raindrops. The same gentleman who wrote The Edge, Darnell Levine, he came to Atlanta and was staying with me because he had a performance at a festival. And he just set set up his piano and we started vibing and we came up with that. And he got inspired by It Never Rains in Southern California. Yep. So he texted me and said, I did a play on the words. So I told a girl, I'm missing her like raindrops in California. And then musically, like Stand By Me just popped in my head. Uh-huh. So that's that's kind of that groove. Mm, ka, ka, mm, ka, mm, ka, ka, mm, when the night. Yes. Uh-uh. Something like that. Right. And then I kind of married the two and put the instrumentation on it. It it feels right. Oh, it does. So this is Terrell Sass performing Raindrops on Joy Sounds.
And that was Raindrops by Terrell Sass. Man, I hear all of those influences coming out. The other part of your game that I so respect is you've got a spirit of entrepreneurship that I think every musician can learn from and adopt. My band director from high school, Darren Johnson, used to always say, as soon as you get off the bus, you're performing. At first, I couldn't understand it. But then the way you walk, the way you talk, the way you greet people, the way people see you acting, they're like, oh, I would hire him. Or, oh, I wouldn't hire him because... So I apply that to everything I do. And, And it's one of those things where, you know, I make sure... Anything I do, I'm doing it in a way that I would want a stranger to see it. We're all a brand, you know. You're a walking brand. We're walking brands. Yeah. Our image, whether we know it or not, people notice our image even when we're playing. Yeah. So me knowing that, I came up with a logo inspired by Michael Jordan. He's the jump man. (laughs) So I put a silhouette of myself in a circle, and I'm the drum man. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I trademarked it. I own it. I can do what I want with it. I sell my merchandise. You know, it's hoodie season right now. So, right, right. You know, that's about to start. Let's get those drum man hoodies out. Exactly. But yeah. where everything we do, and especially us being musicians, we have to figure out ways to keep steady income coming in. One of my mentors said, Terrell, you're talented, but you got to get off the treadmill. And I'm like, what are you talking about? If you're only making money when you're playing, it's gonna, it's, it's not always going to be good for you. Right. Right. At some point, you're going to start saying, man, what's going on? Because you may not always be able to play. And it, that hit me hard from that point on outside of the production. I said, man, I need to start branding myself, like I said, with the logo, finding other avenues with my music that didn't place, TV, bumpers. I was blessed to do a lot of bumpers for a lot of shows on Comedy Central, mm-hmm. Lifetime, mm-hmm. Nickelodeon, MTV. She just taught me diversification is yes. key. Yes. As and, many avenues as possible, right? Yes. And my chess move with the branding, any conversation we have, I could bring it back to me doing what I do. Yeah. Like say anything to me. Anything. I, I saw this new series on Netflix last night. Have you checked this out? I did. You know what's funny? The outfit he had on, my engineer had that same outfit at my studio. Yeah, huh. I, my studio, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I produce. Uh-huh. Or, yeah, or, you're man, one point, is, point of separation away from making sure that it folds back in and everybody, exactly. everybody knows, yeah. Or that's the same carpet that I was going to put in my studio, but I ended up not. Man, <laughs> I should have did it. Oh, stu- studio. Oh. You record music? <laughs> I know so-and-so. He manages so-and-so. Oh. Oh, let's 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 do a meet. Let's get lunch. Like yeah. it yeah. sounds petty, but you're always performing. You're always branding yourself. You're a, I'm a walking commercial, and right. you have to do that. This next tune that you've got uh, queued up that you're going to play for us again, hybrid of live performance and and uh, the tracks that you produced is a change up. This is a this is a nice ballad. It was fall of 2017, and I watched a Marvin Gaye documentary. Mm. And they were playing some of his older, older hits before the Let's, Let's Get It On era. Yeah. And I noticed my favorite Marvin Gaye performances were over a one four five blues pattern mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in some shape, form, or fashion. And I just, I just got inspired, and I just went 
and made a blues pattern mixed with soul. And then after I the idea came out, I said, man, this sounds like a mixture of Marvin Gaye and David Ruffin. Mm. So the working title of that track was Marvin David Gay Ruffin. <laughs> and I sent it to Alvin Garrett, a phenomenal writer who's Grammy nominated also. And he wrote this song for his wife. He reworked the song he wrote for her. And it was their wedding song. When you hear him, he has this Al Green thing. Like, so we call him the R&B reverend. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So that's what we call them. But yeah, and you're going to hear that in this track. As soon, as soon as you hear it, Al Green comes to mind. So this is Terrell Sass performing What I'll Do. I could understand your 
Oh, what a gorgeous tune. That was What I'll Do by Terrell Sass. Well done. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, beautiful. Alvin Absolutely. Garrett on the vocals. Yeah, yeah, well, he, he killed and it. That's actually on Apple Music. Good to know. Where else can people hear some of your work? I co-executive produced the singer Alvin Garrett, his album. It's called This Hill. Okay. On every major streaming platform. Jennifer Holiday, the one you used to be. Great. That's the name of the song I did for her on every major streaming platform. You know, getting ready to go back in the studio with her. Great. We have two that we're cooking up, you know, so I'm excited about that. Definitely the the next level for Terrell Sass, I'm I'm working on a cartoon right now. YouTube just allocated a lot of money for original children's content. So my character, he's going to use music, rhythm, drums. Him and his animal friends are going to teach numbers, you know, alphabet, ABCs, life lessons, everything. Where would you like fans of yours to follow you? I, I know that you've got a really strong Instagram presence. Is that sort of the, the place you want to steer people? Definitely. On Instagram, at Terrell Sass, T-E-R-R-E-L-L-S-A-S-S. And my merch on Instagram is at Drumman Apparel, D-R-U-M-M-A-N-A-P-P-A-R-E-L. And the website is www.thedrumman.com. All right. Thanks for hanging out at Joy Sounds today. The honor is mine. I'll come back anytime. All right. Thanks, man. All best, and we'll see you soon. All right. Be sure to subscribe and follow Joy Sounds wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, follow us on all social media platforms using the handle at Joy Sounds Music. Are you an artist who would like to be on the show? Visit the contact page of our website at joysoundsmusic.com for more information. Until next time, this is Joy Sounds, music you need to know. 